Hey guys. Welcome to this little beginning part of this episode. <laughs> By the way, this is a really silly episode, so we hope you enjoy it. If you make it through the first, I think it's like seven minutes. Then you're smooth sailing. We get into the it actual... It is actually helpful, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's silly too. It is very silly. But before we get into that, we wanted to say that we just recently have kind of updated slash changed a little bit slash just you know, did some work on something and we thought you should know about it. And it is our quiz mm. over at wanderingaimfully.com. You can find it right on the homepage. But what does the quiz do, Carol? So the quiz is what is your business roadblock? Mm -hmm. And it basically diagnoses that we have taken all of our experience of talking to many business owners over the years. What do you think, like 12 to 13 business owners? 12 to 13. Got it. 14 on a good day. Yeah. But uh, we've seen a lot of basically these five common problems over and over and over again. And so we've uh, reconfigured them into a quiz that helps you diagnose which of these problems might be holding you back in your business. What is your business roadblock? Yep. And so I'll give you a little... Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Well, let me just say the answers and they can... No, 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 no. I yes, don't... Oh, Jason. Well, don't explain anything about it. I won't then. explain okay, anything about that, but I'll just give them to you. So um, it's sort of like a little bit of a personality test, yeah. but it's based on how you you show up in your business and so the question is are you a do you time know them all yeah, a time, time tangler a penny producer a penny producer an, an invisible, invisible innovator, innovator meticulous maker a meticulous maker or a misunderstood marketer and so all of those kind of monikers relate to a different challenge or barrier that you might be responsible for in your business and so by going through this quiz you'll be able to not only see like the area that you should really focus on, but we also follow it up with all kinds of like helpful tips yeah, on so how to break thing. through it. We don't just tell you. We're not just like, this is what you're this not great wrong. at. Yeah. Don't do anything. We go, this is what's wrong. Here's how to fix it. And exactly. we give you a couple tips that we send you via email, which is fun. So, wanderingafully.com, fill out the quiz. It'll take you just a couple minutes. It's fun. We did some uh, like little illustrations and things that'll, that you'll Yeah, I think it's like seven questions. It's yes, very short very and, and easy to do. So, wanderingafully.com, fill out the quiz, and then enjoy this episode. Welcome to What Is It All For?, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. <laughs> crossfire, you, you get caught up in the crossfire, no, crossfire. And no <laughs> listeners, zero listeners. I'm going to go ahead when I edit that. I'm going to take that volume <gasps> down a little. Yeah. And then uh, um, that just reminded me of a fun fact oh. that I learned recently. Does oh. anyone want to hear a fun fact? <laughs> Hold on. Insert anyone? crickets. <laughs> go ahead. I wish we had an editor who could put crickets right there. We do. It's me. Can you put crickets right there? I will. Thank you. Because I'm going to go ahead and turn down the crossfire singing because that was really loud. It was. That, yeah. in that, okay. You'll get caught up hey, in hey, butts. Hey. Crossfire. You get one shot. <laughs> Who remembers those commercials though? So good. I'm trying to tell you my fun fact. Hurry up. Okay. I learned a fun fact about the song Smash uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. Okay. You know, everyone knows the song. We all everyone know the song. knows it. Don't sing it. And um, hey, no. yeah, yeah. Um, how does that song start? No clue. Oh, it goes. Um, Somebody. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, thank yeah, you. Got it. And so, what's Man, really, what's actually unique about that, because it's kind of like a, 
a very interesting way to start a song because on I am some pentameter. <laughs> I, I really don't like that you're interrupting me with nonsense <laughs> with, right now. But that's musical. Do you know stuff. what iambic pentameter no clue. is? I have no idea. It's the I'm pretty sure it's the rhythm of, of a Shakespeare. Poem? Of a poem? Is it Shakespeare? Oh wow. You don't know either. It hmm. What's the You said of a poem. What's the difference between iambic pentameter, pentameter, whatever, and Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, are you team Pythagorean theorem or iambic pentameter? What are these nonsense words that we learned in school? Guess what we we didn't learn in school? Accounting, how to (laughs) friggin' manage our money, how to sign up for insurance. A squared plus B squared equals C squared, I can tell you that much. So worthless. That's the theorem. That's the theorem. (laughs) What's this fun fact? Can you get to it? Can you stop interrupting me? And I will. (laughs) My God. The fun fact is the beginning of that song, somebody. Okay. The music comes in on body. And so it's pretty rare for a song to start out with just like an acapella syllable. Some. And there's another song that does it. And I can't remember what they said. But here's why it was a risk. The, The record execs were like, we actually don't like that you're doing this because it won't get a lot of radio play. And it's because you don't hear a lot of those songs that do that because the risk is that you won't get radio play because DJs like to talk over the beginning, like the intro of a song. Mm. And if you're starting on just a hard syllable with there's no music, they they don't ha- they can't like talk over you. Yeah. So it was like a risk for them to do that. Wow. That is a fun All right. fact. Real about quick. Smash Mouth do your, All-Star. Uh, do your DJ voice bring this episode in I really people. don't want to. You want me to do mine first yes. and then you can do yours? Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? It's DJ Cinnamon Roll. <laughs> I'm here with another episode for you. And we're talking about content. Why does it matter? What type of content should you have? Written articles, social media. How does someone know? You'll find out today. But first, it's All Star from Smash Mouth. Somebody. <laughs> Babe, that's so good. Okay, I'm not now, even. No, I don't want to. You, gotta, you, you can't make me. <laughs> this is. Our podcast is basically just a microcosm <laughs> like, for our I'm relationship. I'm literally sweating yeah. thinking of you trying to make me do this of, right now. I'm I can do improv like right away. Yeah, uh, like yeah. getting you to do improv yeah. is almost as bad as fill something in there. Like going to the dentist. Going to the dentist. <laughs> Always goes <laughs> to the dentist. Topical. Yeah. By the time you hear this, we'll Jason and I will have dentist. gone to the dentist. I won't tell you how many years it's been <laughs> since we've done that. Uh, and Not we a and we decided that COVID was the time to go. <laughs> Couple what of are we idiots. doing? What are we doing? Also, we're super afraid of COVID. We are. We're so afraid, and yet. I, All right, we're I got, four minutes in. Let's roll. I feel like I got bullied into it. I saw like a Good Morning America roll really uh, locked us locked segment, us and they this. were like, "You need to still go to the dentist." You know who it was? It was Betty, my ninety-five-year-old grandmother. Said, "Take care of your teeth." I talked to her every week, and in her infinite wisdom, I always ask her wisdom about life. And you know what? One of her top wise nuggets of wisdom: teeth. take care of your teeth. Yeah. And I'm like, Fuck, I have you, to go. You only get this mouthful of bones once, you know? <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? We're Mouthful of Bones, and this is our first hit single, Orthodontia. Mm. I you, would have liked to tie into look at Smash me. Mouth. Look at me in the I eyes. I would have liked to, because Smash Mouth has mouth. Okay, so well. I would have liked to tie in, but that's all right. Look at me in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. You've never, in the history of being with me, <laughs> yeah. been approving of my Which hit first single names. Which in the next podcast episode, we're going to get to the history of being together. Oh, what a teaser. a teaser. DJ Cinnamon Roll letting you know that in two weeks' time on this podcast, we're going back, 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 back in time with the Zooks. You're really good at that. Thank you. But like douchey, but good. Well, in a former life, I was a douchey DJ. 
A D D J douchey DJ. We wait no DJ douchey cinnamon roll is your new DJ no, name. False. Come on. You're not gonna combine cinnamon rolls with something that means bad things. Cinnamon rolls mean good things. Ooh, five minutes. It's your in. alter ego. Let's get it. Let's get it. We are here to party. This is the preamble segment, which everyone either loves or hates, and they fast forward quickly, or they're like, "I just wish the whole I podcast was this." Yeah. Well, we'll never know because it's podcasting and there are no comments to read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just talking into a void. That's what podcasting That's what is. It is. All right, Jason, what brings us here to this episode? Well, I believe DJ Roll said it was about content. It is. Yeah. So this is a departure from our normal nonsense. We actually are going to try to be helpful in this ep- episode. <laughs> the worst episode to try and be helpful on for the first five minutes. We're so unhelpful. <laughs> I know, but that's... What just happened? That's our shtick. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> I tried... I have like a chapped lip thing and I tried to like Get bite it, it and yeah. I it kind of just kidding? slipped. <laughs> my, my mouth full of bones slipped right off. <laughs> We <laughs> we are in a goof place. We are in a goof place. This is a goof this place. This is summer. Welcome. Yeah. 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 Not it's not actually summer. Not actual summer. I refer to um, my hormone cycles in seasons, and right. I'm also reading a book right now. Hot tip called In the Flow, and it's about your syncing your like productivity with your hormone cycles. If you're a person who ovulates, and it's very helpful. But I knew nothing about uh cycles before like a year ago and now i just refer to my different hormones as different cycles and it helps jason and so summer is like the go 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 time time. it's good Good time time. i'm happy i'm great can make all the jokes all the jokes things but when we get into winter move out (laughs) literal winter's coming (laughs) all right so just let everyone know we are seven minutes in still haven't started talking about this let's talk about content strategy all right because like I said, we're going to try to be helpful, but content is one of those unsexy business things that we come back to all the time. Nine times out of 10, when people come to us and they're like, nothing's happening in my business. I don't feel momentum. I'm not making enough money. We're like, how much content do you have? And it's none. And so, or they have a lot of content, but none of it is actually helpful working for around them. Their true, true, true. Well, it's just not even helpful around their business. Right. It's like they have blog posts that they wrote like, Oh, today it was like, I made a pumpkin pie. It's right. like, uh, yeah, you're not going to get design clients when you're writing about making pumpkin pie. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I love pumpkin pie like anybody else, but you, you got to, like, think about content in a different way. Yeah. And so I think for a lot of people, the this idea of content is very broad and overwhelming because it encompasses so many different things. Like, it, you know, when you say content, you could be talking about articles, SEO, a, a newsletter, podcasts, YouTube videos, social media. Like, it content means all of those things. And so for us, it became clear um, – over talking to talking with many different business owners that we needed to come up with a way to explain a content strategy in a way that would be like digestible, easy to follow, and also would help people not feel the overwhelm of trying to do everything at one time. So the analogy that we use, we did an entire coaching session on this content strategy that we're going to present to you. And one of the kind of analogies that we use to set it up is I look at somebody like a Marie Forleo, who um, is a pretty well-known, you know, person in the online business uh, industry. And you, if you are someone who's looking to her for what she's doing with content in order to follow that blueprint, what you're going to see is, okay, she does a, a weekly YouTube video, and then she's she's cutting that video together for a separate Facebook video, and she's making an article on her website with perfect Pinterest images, and then she's posting on social media, and then she's turning it into a podcast, and then she's sending a newsletter, and it's like 
everything. And you're like, oh, that's the system. Let me do all of that. And then you start to realize Marie Forleo has like 11 people working for her. This is like my first point of this. Also, could you do a little uh, come up at it, scooching? Um, Do you want to give me like a keyword for adjustment? Scooch. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Uh, First thing I really want people to take away from this is to stop comparing your content strategy to someone else's when you don't have the same resources, resources, team, team, finances, all that stuff. Right. And I think that that... Even for us, that's an important lesson to learn because so many times we've gone, oh, we really want to up our YouTube game. Like we know that we would make good YouTube content. I have a ton of experience with YouTube videos. Like we could just do something really fun, but we're just two people. And, and we're so, limited by our time. It's like, yeah. we don't, we, we don't, we don't want to hire an editor. We don't want, you know? And so yeah. it's like, we're not going to have someone come in our house, even though we're willing to go to the dentist tomorrow, apparently and oh risk God. it all. But <laughs> I, I just, you have to, when you're starting to think about your content strategy, the first thing you have to do is go, okay, if I'm going to look to anybody else or compare myself to them. Am I making sure I'm on the same playing field as that person? Because we do not create as much content as Marie Forleo, and you may look to us as some as people who create a lot of content, but we're not even going to compete with someone like her because we don't have all of the resources. Totally. So that is what actually spurred us on to be like, okay, if we were going to tell somebody how to come up with a content strategy who isn't doesn't have a big team, what do we think are the crucial pieces of that puzzle? Yeah. And so we came up with this um, idea that we call the content salad. Mm. And that, my friends, is what we're going to walk you through in this podcast episode. We hope that you learn a couple of things and we hope that it gives you like a very tangible way to think about content for your business that feels a lot less overwhelming and a lot more doable. Let's go. Let's go. So the content salad has three parts and it begins like with... Like all salads. Like all salads. Yeah. It begins with the lettuce. The lettuce. This is the foundation of a salad, just so everyone knows. That's correct. It's not the carrots and the black olives and the cheese and the dressing and the croutons and all that also, stuff. Also, complete side note, I just yeah. saw like another headline that was like romaine lettuce recalled for E. coli or something. Again. Really? I'm like, Again? I'm like, at this point, Let's don't do romaine. opt out of romaine. Let's opt out of romaine, opt out of romaine at all times. And I did think about that one meal from Territory that we get that has the taco salad that has a little bit of romaine in it. Well, we don't know that's romaine. It's just lettuce. I know what romaine lettuce looks like. Okay. All right. You can't identify romaine lettuce. I think there are a couple different lettuces. There's a butter lettuce. There's butter lettuce does lettuce. not look like romaine lettuce. <laughs> All right. After I'm this, like, we're going to have Fine. A little... Give me a romaine test or give me a <laughs> yeah. lettuce test. I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm going to find some pictures of different lettuces chopped <laughs> I know up. What, I know what kale looks like. I know what iceberg looks like. Well, I know what you know butter what lettuce looks like. Looks like. I know Actually, what romaine looks like. You don't like. know the two different types of kale. So, I do. Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but this one's <laughs> very small, crinkly kale, and this one's bigger, fluffy kale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So your lettuce is the foundational part of a salad. It's the most important thing you get right first because you're not going to start a salad with all the other stuff. So start with the lettuce. And the lettuce is? Your foundation articles. Okay. This is going to be probably eight to 10 is the number that we give people of like, at least eight to 10 helpful articles on your website that are optimized for search for your ideal audience. Yeah. These are evergreen articles. They are things that should be true two, three, four years from now. Yeah. Walking somebody through how to do something, yep. something that they're looking for. And you like to explain this as like the manual. It's like the manual. Yeah. Don't, don't read me a, a novel, a fiction novel with story and with like, you can weave story elements into it, but it should be a manual at the end of that article. Somebody should walk away going like, great, I can fix my TV now. Or like, right. great, I can solve this problem now yeah. that I had that I was searching for. And now I found this article and I, and I have my problem solved. Yeah. 
So a concrete example of this, just if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'd like to see what this looks like in action. An imperfect one for us would be to go to betterbrandingcourse.com and you can see how many articles is that? Nine? I mean, only six. I think it has eight. Doesn't it have eight? Well, you started with a nine. Well, that's what I was saying because I think I remember there's three rows of three. Sure. Around Anyway, there. there's somewhere between the like eight and 10 number, I believe. That's a good example of like, we just wrote the bare, you wrote the bare minimum of articles to solve the problem and to teach people the, the basics of branding. And then that's it. Like, yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest. Some of those aren't even well um, positioned to be manual articles. They were just articles I had already written about branding that are, I know they're not going to be things that people are looking for, but I published them. So that's probably not the best example, but it is an is, example. It's an of, example. Yeah. It's an example of why foundation articles are the foundation and so important because we still get passive sales off yeah. of that course, off of six, eight, nine articles. Yeah. We're not sure. We still get passive sales yeah. off those articles four years later. And so that's the point I wanted to bring up about foundation articles. It's why it is the most unsexy business advice you will get, but it is probably the most important advice you'll get is you need to spend time investing time in these things that can pay dividends two, three, four years from now. Yeah. Like for example, we, we were just uh, writing down notes for next week's podcast episode. That's all about the past 10 years. And we, we like, we're going through all of these things that happened in our lives over 10 years and just kind of like, Oh, walk down memory lane. And one of the things that I remembered is in 2019 when I had all of my crazy anxiety stuff where I basically couldn't work for seven months, the only reason why you were able to keep our business afloat and actually grow it is because we had traffic coming to yep. our website. Yep. And the reason that we had a bunch organic of tra traffic. <clears throat> organic traffic coming to our website and the reason we had organic traffic coming to our website is because we have tons of foundation articles on Wandering Aimfully. Some of them are better than others. Some of them bring more qualified traffic than others. Yep. But the thing about having an online business is when you have traffic, you can experiment. When you have traffic, you can play, you can try things, you can, you know, it, it's like a faucet that is yep. running and you can like play around with where you want that water to go. It, the hardest thing is when you're getting started and you have no water coming out of that faucet. And the only way to get water coming out of that faucet is to write articles. And the truth is a lot of that time invested won't even pay off for six, nine, 12 months. Yeah. But- Ironically, the same amount of articles you have. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, I always come back to that. I think it's a Chinese proverb that says like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is today yeah. or something like that. And the same is true about articles. The best time to write articles was 12 months ago, but the next best time is today. Yeah. And one thing that I think is really important when people hear like, oh, you should optimize these, optimize these articles for search. It's a very daunting thing. We are not SEO experts, but we are good enough at SEO that we have multiple websites that drive thousands of unique visitors to our sites through organic traffic. And it's because of the basic stuff we've done with SEO. So if you are completely lost in SEO and you just want to know the things that we do, wanderingamefit.com slash SEO, that will teach you everything we know. I think the title of that post is everything we know about <laughs> SEO. And you can just copy exactly what we've done. And it's not difficult. It's just, you have to think about the behavior in which Google is looking at the way people are searching and then presenting the answers back to them. And so if your article doesn't have a keyword 
place throughout the article, if it's just one place, Google's not going to see that as the helpful article for this thing because it's not thorough enough on answering that question. So check that out, wanderinginfo.com slash SEO. When you're writing these articles, again, think about them as a manual. These are helpful things. And if you don't have any idea of what articles to write, take whatever your keyword is for your business, like branding or screenwriting or whatever it is, put it into Google, start typing it, and look at the results that come the in the autofill. This is our number one tip for if you just don't know what to write, that is what people are searching for the most. And most of those results are probably not going to be that helpful for you, but I guarantee you four to five, it'll be like best screenwriting tips for new screenwriters or screenwriting templates. Just going off an example we've used before. Uh, I think we actually use this in the content salad uh, session that we did. You will get ideas for what to write because you know what Google is being searched for the most. You can also do the same thing on Pinterest. Type your main keyword, branding or screenwriting. And then now Pinterest has that feature where the tiles of the long tail keywords come up underneath. And so, you know, you'll see like, okay, if I typed in screenwriting, now it'll show me screenwriting templates, screenwriting tips. And so that'll start to give you some of these more complex keywords um, that you can try and use throughout your article to try to get that search traffic. But it really comes down to knowing who is the ultimate customer for your business, yeah. what are the problems that they have, and what do you know that can help solve those problems and that you can teach them. And so yeah. another tip that we that we say in the coaching session is if you're kind of hitting a roadblock um, with ideas, just write down, I want to help you dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And think of your ideal customer and just finish that sentence as many times as you can. Yep. Yeah. And like uh, just a quick example. So like, I want to help you make a logo without using Photoshop. That was right. like one that you wrote an article about for better branding. It's the number one post that you've ever had on that site. It used to drive a ton of traffic, but because we just haven't spent time creating new content for that site and like keeping it up to date, it's dwindled a little bit, but I think it's still on the front page of Google. And for when for you search with for years. Yeah, logo without Photoshop is a great keyword for someone who's looking for branding help to be driven to that site and to look at the course that right. we're that we're selling. So that's the lettuce. That's right? the lettuce. That's that the is foundation. crucial. It is where you should begin. Um, if you're starting a business or if you have been running a business and you don't have a lot of content, that's where to start. Yep. Moving on to part two of our content salad. This is your fixins. Fixins. It's kind of our. What are your favorite fixins? You get three. I Top get three. Three, three fixins. Uh, croutons. Okay. Gluten free. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like a cheese. Okay. Cheese. Yeah. And something crunchy. I mean, I was gonna say carrots, but I don't put carrots in my salad. Okay. What's crunchy? Nuts. You just want some nuts in your salad? So you're <laughs> like going to have croutons, cheese, and nuts. No, I guess croutons are my crunchy. Then um, tomatoes. Ew. Okay, so mine are going to be croutons as well. That yeah. just should be everyone's number one. <laughs> um, I like black olives in a salad. I do like black olives I like in black a salad. salad. And then cucumbers. I like cucumbers in a salad because they can take on any taste. Like carrots can have like a little bit of their own taste. I guess I would choose cucumbers, cucumbers over tomatoes. Are like, they could just slide into any room and just fit in. But you tomatoes know? are a they little bit like, sweet. Hey, what's up? I'm a cucumber. You're like, oh, oh no, yeah. I like strawberries. Strawberries in a salad. In every salad, but that's the thing. You got to pick fixings that could go in every salad. I would put it in every salad. You're gonna put strawberries in a Caesar salad? Yeah. No, you're not. You I would never like, have. You never have in your entire life. Why? First of all, and you, you never you don't, will. You don't make the rules. And you I make never the rules. Will. Make me a Caesar salad with strawberries in it this weekend. 
you don't make the rules for my life and <laughs> for my fictional I salads. Don't. I definitely don't. I okay. definitely don't. So <laughs> the, fixins. the fixins are your toppings. And so the reason what we do this next is usually, okay, you got your lettuce. That's the second thing you put on, right? And so it, it makes the salad – this is what gives the salad its unique flavor. It's what makes it have its identity. And so in the analogy, your fixins are your sort of ongoing serialized content that serves the purpose of creating trust and connection with your audience. So these are things like a newsletter. These could be – this could be a podcast. Yeah. It could even be a YouTube channel. Yeah. But it's different from articles in that it doesn't have this sort of like permanent home on your own website that's bringing people to your website. And so um, I definitely would say that the of those three suggestions, the newsletter is the first and most important one. Yeah. So choose your yeah, most important fixin' and that's that one. There's a reason why we will always come back to email marketing as our number one like thing for content after having foundation articles because foundation articles, they take so much time to produce results for you, but Mm -hmm. an email newsletter can produce results fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. And the key for us and what we've learned for so many years with an email newsletter, we have switched up the format. We have switched up the topics. We have switched up all these different things. Which by the way is experimentation and so crucial in this fixin category is like experiment. But the thing that has stayed the same that has made our newsletter continue to pay off for us consistency consistency you have got to be consistent with your fixin so if you are a type of person who's like writing a weekly newsletter is scary as hell to me first of all shorten the newsletter <laughs> make it shorter make it sweeter make it simpler it doesn't there's make no the barrier there's no rules to how long a newsletter has to be right so even if you get long newsletters and you're like i could never write a newsletter like that then don't write whatever newsletter you can write totally the key is consistency so if you can't write weekly, then fine. Do a bi-weekly, you know, to even do a monthly, whatever it is. But you have to show up and you have to show up for a while for people. And I know for both of us, we really didn't start selling to an email list for probably like six months. Yeah. And that's not a hard and fast rule. It's just you have to build trust. Like you said, these fixins, the whole idea is that you're building connection, you're building authority. You know, when you you guys have listened to this podcast, some of you have listened to it all the way from the beginning of this, which is 2018, so a couple of years now. And you just enjoy listening to it, right? And then maybe two years later, we're talking about opening up our Wandering Aimfully Unlimited program, and you're like, "Yeah, I yeah, I like these people. I'm this is the this is the time for me that it makes the most sense." But two years ago, it absolutely didn't, and we probably weren't even talking about it. So it's just a reminder that consistency is so important when it comes to stuff, especially with an email newsletter, but also with a podcast and YouTube channel. You've got to show up consistently. Yep. And I, <clears throat> the other point I wanted to make on that was part of the reason why I think newsletter kind of outweighs a podcast or a video. I mean, there are ways that you certainly can like go all in on one of those if that's your strong platform that you really love. But the thing about a newsletter is that the friction to buy yep. from that newsletter is so much lower than if you're listening to a podcast and you're it's in your ears and then you have to go type in a URL or, you know, there's no like swipe up quality to it. Yep. Same with a video. You got to go in the description box or wherever. So... On a newsletter, you're reading, you click a link, and then you arrive at a place. And so, you know, ultimately, again, hopefully you guys know by now it's not all about selling, but we are talking about running a business here. And so sales is a part of that. And so you want to make that journey for a customer to go on pretty frictionless. And that's why we really think like email has to be a part of that. Yeah. And for our last hundred customers, because I just looked at the survey data for an upcoming coaching session that we're doing where we're actually talking about podcasting. So if you we had a hundred customers, 
75 of those customers bought, they already knew us, they were on our newsletter, that's how they found us, right? 20 people were referred from other people or some other avenue that was kind of outside of our control. Five out of 100, five were because of our podcast. Five. Yeah. So it just goes to show you the power of which things work. And you may put all your eggs in a basket to make an amazing podcast, but unless you just have an a crazy amount of numbers, the conversion rate on a podcast is so low because someone is not sitting at their computer listening to a podcast most times. They're in their car, they're in their kitchen, they're, you know, wherever you are when you're listening to this right now, you're probably not at a place where you would buy something and it would be easy and frictionless for you. When you're checking your email, you're pretty much always ready to buy something. Like that right. is email is just tied to that thing. So that's why, not to harp on this, but so many people will come to us and be like, oh yeah, like I'm just not seeing any results or my business isn't getting the sales amount. We're like, great, what's your email newsletter strategy? Oh, I don't have one. We're like, well, I don't, how? What What have you been doing? You, you gotta have an email newsletter. And yeah. it, it may feel like in 2020, and if you're listening to this later on, that an email newsletter seems old fashioned. It is still the number one thing for us. Yeah, and, and I think it's just about making that mental commitment to say, if, if nothing else in my business, this is going to be the non-negotiable. Yeah. Like I remember when I started my first weekly newsletter, when I launched my solo business made vibrant, I just decided then and there that I was going to commit to this thing. And if nothing else in my business, I was going to show up for that newsletter. And it's the best decision I ever made to get my business off the ground because that's how I built an audience. That's how I built trust. And similar to what what I was saying about the foundation articles, once you build an audience, that's when you get the faucet on. That's yeah. when the tr the you have leverage. You have leverage. It's like when you're in those early stages and you feel like you're scraping the bottom of a bucket. There's nothing there, and it's because you haven't committed to anything full on in order to fill up that bucket. What right? was the bucket full of? Black olives or cucumbers or strawberries? What a was in there? bucket full of black olives. No, that'd be a lot. It's full of strawberries. All right, cool. That's awesome. My salad strawberries. All right. Is there anything else on fixins? I think that's it. Uh, the last point I want to underscore that we already said is you're going to have to experiment. Yeah. So, sure. um, you know, we have experimented with many different formats over the years. We're in this place right now with our newsletter where we really like the series. Yeah, so, these like little mini series, like four to six weeks of something. Yeah. And then so um, did, just real quick, just maybe it'll spur some ideas for people. Oh, sure. We did grow slow at the beginning of this year. So we just did like six emails that were around the idea of growing slowly and why it's okay Yeah, to do and it that. was sort of like the the energy of the new year. I knew everyone was going to be in their inbox talking about resolutions and change your whole life and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm always looking for opportunities to do it differently. And so what we talked about like having this idea of let's give people permission to change more slowly yeah. or grow their business more slowly. They don't have to do it all right now. Uh, that one was a hit. And then mistakes we did that mistakes us. that made us. So that one was all about like the, oh, there's a really pretty bird. I'm sorry. Oh. What What's that bird, babe? It's yellow. Oh, it's a finch. A finch? I don't have to I look. I love that bird. You. Wow. If it's, if it's yellow, it's going to be Sorry, distraction. Yeah. Um, the And then mistakes that made us was all about like missteps that we've made to try to help people not make those same mistakes. And then we're currently in the middle of a series called Are You Feeling This? Are you feeling this? And it's all about the more feeling elements of you know, some of the different feelings that come along with being an entrepreneur and sharing relatable stories about those feelings, whether yeah. it's unmotivated or like you're not good enough or burnt out. And, um, yeah. So that yeah. just, just to give you some ideas, if you're just feeling completely lost to like, Oh, what could I write a weekly newsletter about? It doesn't have to be about one thing forever. You, you know, you can have probably have some central ethos around what your thing is. So like, let's say branding, like I write a branding newsletter, but you could do different series. So like for four weeks, it could be 
Photoshop tips for four weeks. Yep. It could be starting with Figma for four weeks. It could be just mood boards for four. You know, like yep. these are all things that you could come up with in your business. And it's really just about sitting down going, what is going to be helpful? And what can I write about consistently every week that someone would get value from that'll show them that I am a trusted figure so that when I have something to sell or if I'm trying to sell something, they see me as someone they can trust and they'll get more value if they pay me money. Absolutely. How'd I do? Great job. Okay. Very uh, can we get a little scoochy? We can get a scoochie. Yeah, just a little scoochie. A scoochie, coochie, coochie. <laughs> that reminds me of what's the movie Eighth Grade? Yeah. Where she's like Gucci. Yeah, um, okay, we are at the final piece of the content salad. That now, is part three. Because podcasting is very interactive, can we just pull the audience here? What content part have we not talked about yet? <laughs> yep, you're right. It's you social got media. It. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Oh I'm God. hoping people in their car were like, social media. Social media! And someone was looking over at me like, that's a crazy person. Uh, <laughs> so in our content salad metaphor, we think of social media as the dressing. Yep. It's the nice to have. It's the drizzle on top. Like it, it, It'll definitely make a salad better. For sure. But if you didn't have it, it's still a salad. Yes. You and can if still you, eat it. And if you start your salad by pouring dressing on, on a, a plate, plate, that's a you serial up. killer move. You messed up. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't pour the, don't drizzle dressing on a plate, you drizzler. And the reason we say that is because so many people want to start their business on social media and not even want to. So many people do. do. And we know that's for a couple reasons. One, it's, you get that easy, that quick feedback. You get that. It makes it feel real, right? Yep. Cause like, Oh, I'm going to start this and I get to do my visuals and all this stuff. The problem with yeah, starting with that little too close okay too close is that you are starting with a medium a that's ephemeral so like every ounce of energy you're pouring into it i'm not saying that there isn't a cumulative effect but Go like back to the strawberry bucket you just yeah, it's leaking there's a hole in the there's bottom, a of, the hole in the bottom of your strawberry bucket <laughs> dear lies <Liza, dear laughs> stop it stop it stop it um sing smash mouth <laughs> Body. Yeah. You're gonna have to turn that strawberry down. Strawberry once <laughs> fell through a bucket with some holes in it's leaking all your social media. <laughs> but like your equal parts, because I know you and I I'm love so you. Glad I'm your married equal to you. parts. Yeah. I'm so glad. So I, I hate you, and I'm so glad that I picked you to spend my I life with. I can tell right now that like. The, like peak right now yeah, for you is like yeah. how, you love me right now as right. much as you as possibly much as, could. as much as I ever have right now like more than on I our wedding guys, day I, I wish you guys could be here there's like just our, to see the joy like, in her face like, as I was singing that there's like our song. wedding vows yeah, and yeah. then above that is, is the, the time that you improved smash mouth to the strawberry, strawberry bucket, bucket. <laughs> so I'll yeah. tell our kids about that one day yep, that's a keeper God, this episode is just full of gems, <laughs> full of gems. Uh, so going back to social media. So it is helpful. Like I'm not ever going to deny the power of social media. It's where people's attention is. But if you don't have the foundation or the fix-in like newsletter ongoing content in place, a lot of your attention is going to stay captive on this platform that you don't own. And it's a treadmill. Right. It is a treadmill of constant effort that you have to put in for any results to come of it. So if you stop posting on Instagram, guess what? No one will ever see that your Instagram account exists. Yeah. Which is very different from if you write eight to 10 articles on your website and they're good and they're helpful, 
a year from now, those articles can still be good and helpful and Google will serve them even up. Even if you're not. Even can, if you're not right. making new articles. Yeah, I wrote, it's ephemeral, it's fickle, and it can be hard to convert sales. Those are my notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, some people do convert sales really well using social media, but it just, it can be harder, especially yeah. when you're getting started. But the way that we think about how this fits into the bigger puzzle is for us, it's like micro content. So yeah. something important that I do think a lot of people miss out on is let's say you are doing the foundation articles and you are doing a newsletter. Also, you need to sprinkle into your social media content, micro content to those other bigger pieces of content. What I mean by that is take an article and break it down into a more digestible, social, shareable format. Let's give a super specific example. Great. Here. So we have an article on Better Branding Course, how to create a logo without Photoshop. This is the mistake that so many people will make on Instagram. They will make a nice little beautifully designed post or story. And it's like, go read my article, how to make a logo yeah. without no, Photoshop. No, this is my biggest, yeah. my biggest pet peeve, you guys. Please, if you're doing this, I'm telling you, this is one major change that can really change the game for you on social media. My biggest pet peeve is when people will put the, like almost like the Pinterest image on Instagram. Yeah. So it'll just say the title of the article. Yep. It'll say how to design a logo from scratch without Photoshop. There's nothing for me, put yourself in the shoes of the person scrolling their feed. There's nothing for me to affirm in that post. There's nothing for me to double tap on and like. And I'm just not interested. I'm like, right. okay, cool. You posted a blog post. So instead, what is a nugget from that blog post that you can storytell in a more compelling way in that post that will hook somebody in and go, Oh, now I do want to read the, the article more. Yeah. And, and a, like, so like a concrete example would be a super simple slider of three slides that shows someone how to use Google slides. And I'm saying slides a lot, right. but Google slides to make a logo. Right. And then someone's like, Oh wait, you can do that. Yeah. I want more didn't information you, on that. I know that existed. Oh yeah. This article is going to help me. I don't use Photoshop. Yep. This is, as opposed to if you just show someone like they're going to be like, Oh, I don't, I don't think I care about that. Yeah. As opposed to showing them and teaching them something in the platform where their attention is being held. Yep. So even if you're posting about a, an article, make the post itself compelling and interesting and helpful. And that way, even if the person doesn't click off, you're still delivering value and you're, you know, you're basically giving them an opportunity to yep. engage rather than just scroll past it. Another example for the social media stuff that I think is really helpful, yeah. even for us, is we actually saw the most growth of our podcast when we were pulling like a one minute clip because we yep. were doing video, but you could do this just with audio, pulling that out and sharing that on social because it's the same thing. Yep. It's the exact same thing of someone being like, oh, that was an interesting thing or a tidbit about this topic. Cool. Now I want to go listen to the episode. As opposed to if we just say, hey, new episode, who cares? No, right. and, and I can tell you the data tells us no one cares. Yeah. But you actually will see growth of things when you're capturing someone's attention where they are, giving them some semblance of value, and then they're going to do it. So this is why for us, social media is the last part of the content salad. And it's also why if you're going to do it, you have to do it so that it lifts up all the other content that you're already spending time and effort exactly. on. And it needs to be driving people back to your site to read the articles or back to your email list to sign up. Like you want to kind of link these things together yep. and not think of them specifically Instagram or whatever social media you use as a silo that doesn't support the others. Yeah. Because what's the point in giving all this effort and attention into your Instagram account if it's not fueling your business in some way? I can tell you right now, you're not going to be able to pay your rent because you got a thousand more followers this month on Instagram. Absolutely. It does not work that way, just so you guys know. So you have to be able to go 
great, I'm gaining followers on Instagram, but am I directing those people to the thing that actually grows my business? Absolutely. That's the three-part content salad. So that, if I was starting my business from scratch, that's the strategy that I would use. I would start with the eight to 10 foundation articles. I would move on to trying to get a newsletter going. Maybe if I got the newsletter going and I felt good about it, I would think about expanding into a podcast or a a YouTube video, depending on, you know, what type of channel lends itself to my content the best. And then I would, if I had time, yeah. promote that stuff on social media and I would let those three kind of pieces talk to each other and help cross promote each other and um that would be the strategy hey I got a little uh thing to end here I didn't I didn't tell you about you love these these are your favorite but Jason? it's not it's not gonna you're okay. gonna be like oh okay that's cool anybody who's listening to this episode if you've made it this far first of all congratulations you're, wow you went on tell a us how much you love you the strawberry bucket song uh if you would like and you're not a wandering aimfully member because this won't really apply to you thank you Amish. you're awesome if you want to watch our recorded coaching session on content salad send us an email hello at wandering aimfully subject line content salad and we'll send you the link to watch the recorded video wow so you won't get like all the extra goodies and the stuff but if you want to watch the full two-hour session and you're just like i need a deep dive on content and this sounds like the way that i want to do it like i'm not stressed out it sounds totally doable i'm thinking ahead i want to be planting those content trees early on and building my salad and all my fixings and my dressing hello on metaphors we'll send you the the recorded you don't have to pay anything there's no opt-in nothing i'll just literally send you the link to watch the recorded video so that's a do little... we have to create a whole separate page? No, I'm just going to send them straight to the Vimeo, Vimeo. link. Okay. I'm just going to send them straight to the Vimeo Fair. link. There's nothing else we're going to do. It's just like, this is the season. You know, we're in the Thanksgiving season for us here in the U.S. Like, it's a little thing. We can, like, you know, have a little something we put out there in the world that's nice. Love that. It's like a cornucopia that we just poured out all over the table. Okay. First of all, you need consent to pour out your cornucopia on someone's oh. table. <laughs> <laughs> like pouring out dressing on a plate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah same exactly. thing. You're not doing that in my restaurant. Don't do that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope that our, our look into how we handle content and how we think about it is helpful for you. Also, we're working on a new project, which we're probably not going to talk about on the podcast for a while, but this is a fun seed planting for us to come back to once that project is being talked about more. We can go, hey guys, remember when we told you our content strategy? Here's how that's working for it. this project. Right. And here's exactly what that's looked like for this new project so that we can just like Right. Clean you you didn't really explicitly state that, but what he's trying to say is we're using the content salad strategy on a new project from scratch. And yeah. so we're going to share with you the and it'll be results of that. It'll be it will be now. months, but yeah. those of you who are loyal listeners will be like, I remember the weird smash mouth yeah, yeah, yeah. strawberry yeah. bucket episode. Yeah. And you said something about an exciting thing. And now this is that. You want to end us with your DJ voice? Take us out. No, (laughs) but I did want to also get people excited that next week's episode um, will not be a helpful business episode. It'll, but we're having fun kind of preparing it for you guys. We took an hour to prepare for next week. We thought it would be fun to, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, look back on the past 10 years and the journey that we've been on and what we're grateful for and the lessons we've learned. And so we just thought that'd be simple. And then we started doing it and we're like, Oh God, so much has happened in 10 years. (laughs) But if you're interested in, we haven't talked that much about our backstory in a lot of different things. You know, we mentioned things here and there, but if you're really interested in like, 
what we've been up to the past 10 years, how we met, uh, the various businesses we've started, things that worked, things that didn't work, when things started to take off for us, when they dipped for us. The lows, the highs. The lows, the highs, all of it. Um, We are going to cover that in next week's episode. So we hope that you guys enjoy that. Cool. All right. Well, if you want that content salad video, send an email. If you're excited to know what we've been doing the past 10 years, look forward to next week. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't you dare. I, w- I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't click any stars. I wouldn't. Do not. I wouldn't. Because here's what happens. What? Just real quick. I got to just lay this out for okay, everybody. Okay, let him know. You on your phone. You're in the Apple Podcast app. Yeah. Or you're on your computer. And you're just like, oh, I liked that episode. I enjoyed that. You click the five stars. Uh-huh. Here's what happens. Play it Immediate out. email gets sent to Tim Cook, CEO of he, Apple. And he's got so many emails. He has so many things to do. But the, obviously he reads ours. And it says, obviously. someone rated Wandering Aimfully's podcast. And what what is it all for? Yeah. Five stars. And he looks at email and he's like, are you kidding me? Again? Now I have to go and apply these stars to their show Ugh. and like move the rating up one. Guys, don't I don't have time Tim, for that. Don't make Tim do that. Tim has to go to the rating room. He has to move it up. Can you imagine the the effort that goes into that? So don't click the stars. No, it really ruins. Don't make Tim. Day. Don't make Tim have to up our star level. Exactly. Don't do it. That's what we're asking. Don't give us a rating. Yeah. Don't give us a review. I'm not even going to tell you what happens if you write a review. I can't even begin. The review room. Oh, I can't even. You've, begin. We've heard it's stories. Gnarly. It's gnarly. It is gnarly. Okay. That's gnarly. (laughs) We're so silly. All right. That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with that 10 years look back episode. Uh, That's it. See ya. Bye.